Welcome to Navigating the Modern World, a place to gain skills or new ways of thinking, coping, or approaching the areas of life that you may feel stuck, stagnant, fearful, or challenged. Hello and welcome to episode 45 of Navigating the Modern World. I am your host, Kimberly Johnson. I am a life coach and a sex coach here in the Denver, Colorado area. If you want to hear more about my work, you can go to KimberlyCoaching.com. You can also find my blog, OneYearAlone.com. Um, I am super excited about today's episode. I just returned from seven days kind of off grid, not completely, but in a lot of ways off grid. I was in Gig Harbor, Washington, where my beautiful business partner uh, lives, and she owns this amazing homestead. It's called the Chittle Homestead, if you're interested in looking up cool cool small businesses, a family creating really a business and a life around what they're passionate about and what matters to them. It's very cool. And um, so I was there with them and pretty much just like taking care of animals and harvesting a garden and canning and playing with their three and a half year old and just having late night intellectual conversations about the state of the world and about trauma and about immigrant rights and um it's just really 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 restorative and i'm coming back from that trip really wanting to talk about slowing down and so at the end of this podcast i'm going to give you three ways to really really begin slowing down now And I want to just start by sharing just like my experience. So here in Denver, I kind of live this rush, rush lifestyle. It's true that I do slow down. Like, I don't know, I'll take like two days and I'll read a book for fun and, and I'll do certain things. But the thing that became very interesting to me on this trip was that in Denver, I feel like I'm doing a lot of stuff and yet I'm not really sure what all I get done, number one, and two, I feel like I'm just doing like busy work, like it feels like busy, busy, busy work, like I'm running from here to there or I'm doing this or that and it doesn't really feel the way I want to feel in my life. So, you know, there, Danielle Laporte is this other woman, she she really like has based her entire work, life's work on that. We as human beings, we do things to get a certain feeling. And I've studied her for a while and I I don't disagree. Um, I think there are other things at play, but I do believe that we do things in our life to get a certain feeling that maybe we feel like we are lacking or a feeling that just feels really good. And it doesn't even matter. Sometimes we even are doing destructive behavior because we feel that that behavior will make us feel the way we want to feel. So it's like, um, you know, currently right now, um, my sister 
is dealing with some stuff around my nephew. And it's like interesting because it's like bringing up stuff in my own childhood of how I used to, I was the middle child and I a lot of times felt left out. I felt like I was looked past and and I grew up with amazing parents and a good family. And I still, you know, I was the, I was kind of in this interesting place. I was like the third child of my mother, but the first child of my father. And, um, and so it was this interesting experience of feeling always left out. So I would like lie. I would like tell white lies just to get attention. And, and it just felt like I needed this attention and I needed something and I wanted to feel like I mattered. And so I would do these things to make me feel like I mattered. And that even like led to like me losing my virginity when I was 13 and trying to get a lot of attention from males. And so it's this interesting feeling. So when I was on this farm, I began to notice that and, and look at my life here in Denver and, and notice that the things that I was doing on this farm felt like it mattered and it felt like they were all like very pleasing things to do and accomplish because one, they were helping my dear friend and my business partner, like canning food for her family for winter and, um, taking care of their garden and getting new starts put in the ground so that they could have another harvest in the fall and taking care of their animals so that they get production of eggs from their chickens and their goats were taken care of. You know, it's like, it all felt very purposeful and it felt very meaningful. And I think it felt that way because it directly affects this farm and doing all these tasks directly affect people I love. And so I was thinking, I was like, wow. So in Denver, like I do a bunch of stuff and I don't actually feel like it really means a lot. Sometimes I do do things like whenever I'm with my clients, like that means a lot. And I feel like I'm directly affecting people that I care about. Or if I'm like reading a book that I really enjoy, or if I'm spending good quality time with people I love here, like, right, there are certain things that I'm doing, but yet the tasks, the day-to-day tasks that I'm just running around doing don't feel super meaningful. It's like, I don't even know where my food comes from half the time. I don't know. Like, I, I just feel like I don't even like, I don't know a lot of people in this city. So I'm constantly like trying to build relationships, which is its own bag of worms. And, um, it's just like an interesting thing that I was noticing. And so when I got back, I began just sitting with like, what are the things that I could take from that experience and bring it here? And one of the things that is also really interesting is I'm highly affected by noise. I'm just noise sensitive. And in the city, everything is so loud so loud and it almost like and there's also this energy in a city right like everyone's go 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 if you get up and you um walk downtown at let's say like 6 to 8 a.m so many people are in dress suits like so many people are rushing to get to work like there is this natural hustle bustle of the city and I do think that I am a country person and I do think that eventually I will move out into the country but for now while I'm building a business in the city and I'm here doing my work my inquiry was how can I bring that slowness back into my city life and so the first question I asked is what do I already do that feels like it expands time. 
And the first thing that came up in me was meditation. It's funny because when I start working with people around meditation, their first complaint is that it feels like it's forever and they feel like they're doing it wrong and they feel very uncomfortable just sitting still for that long. And it's interesting because I used to have the same sensations, right? Like I'm doing this wrong, like my mind won't stop and this feels very uncomfortable to sit here this long and this constant like theme is going through my head and maybe you can like relate to this of like, when is this going to end? When is my timer going to go off? When does the meditation end? Um, and it's interesting because we were constantly rushing, rushing, rushing meditation practice. And if you're a meditation practitioner, you totally, I hope will understand that sensation, but yet we want to expand time in our lives. And when I sit now, my experience is those thoughts still come up. The thought of like, you know, is my timer working? Did I really set my timer? Like I'm so tempted to like check if I really hit start on my timer, which is such an interesting thing. Uh, even though I've checked a lot of times and I've always hit start, um, it's just my monkey mind. Like our minds, first of all, like you can't do meditation wrong at all. You can't do meditation wrong. So I want to say that again. You can't do meditation wrong. You can't. There are a bazillion ways to meditate. Um, I'm speaking right now about the sitting practice, which I think is so great for people that want to explore their inner world. But there's a bazillion different ways to do meditation practice, including like being present with your child, including like noticing what it feels like to wash your dishes, the soap on your hands, the experience of actually turning the page of your book that you're reading, like noticing what it feels like to not only read the book, but then to turn each page. Like there's a bunch of ways to meditate. There's walking meditation. There's um, mantra meditation. There's chanting. There's like a bunch of ways to enter into the meditative state. Um, but that is one of the ways. So now, so I've practiced for a while, but now my experience of meditation is that literally I sit and instead of like wanting it to end, even though those thoughts still arise, I just don't believe the thoughts and I don't buy in and I don't get caught up in the anxiety of when this is going to end. I just begin to enjoy the expansion of time. If I sit for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, it feels like so much longer and it actually is the expansion of experiencing like each precious moment. And I think the reason time flies by is because we're not present to experience all of the beauty and tiny things that happen in a full day or in a full hour even. It's like we're constantly on to the next thing or we're constantly thinking about the future. We're constantly obsessing about the past. So meditation was the first one. I was like, okay, that is one way that I expand time. Another way that I expand time is when I'm really doing the things that call to my heart, when I'm having a conversation with somebody that's meaningful like like and the image that comes to my head is just like kneeling down to maybe a homeless person sitting on the street and just talking to them like hi I'm Kimberly what's your name what's your story and like listening to them and like actually giving another human being the opportunity to share their life and who they are and so like pausing in moments and reflecting and sitting with another person to really listen to their life and like having those moments of pause with people that really, really matter or people that you meet that you want to make connection with or 
strangers on the street. Like it doesn't really matter, but like actually interacting with people in a way that's meaningful for me also creates this expansion of time, not even during. So like, or not even only during. So during there's an expansion of time because you're like really focused and you're, you're being quiet a lot of the time because people love to share once you allow them space to share. And, and so you're like listening and you're sharing, but there's also this like expansion of time. Even after it's almost this euphoria of like, Whoa, I actually experienced a connection. And so the euphoria and the length and the expansion of time happens afterwards as well. And then the other thing that came up for me is like, even when I'm like preparing good food for myself. So like, I like everyone else get into the rut of just like having to make quick food because I'm so busy. And like, I packed my life so busy. And you would think that like, if you had a lot of things going on in your day that like somehow your day would slow down, but it just like the more you have packed in the, like the longer the day would be. No, it's like the more you have packed in the less time you're able to actually be present in any of those things. And that just rush, rush, rush. And then the whole day is gone before you can even like blink an eye. And so, so that's another one that I'll mention right after, but cook, cooking food really like, like sitting and being intentional with my food and meal planning for the week maybe, or, um, even just meal planning for the next two to three days, like really creating and making food that is sustainable for myself and my body. And also like makes my body want to work really well, like the machine it is. And that makes me feel good. Like cutting up the vegetables. Like I just have sometimes this euphoria and sometimes maybe I'll have like some really good music in the background. And I just like have memories, like the memories of those moments feel expansive and they're, they're not only expansive in the moment. It's the same with the people. They're expansive afterwards. Cause even afterwards, like I have all this food in the fridge and I feel like I can like relax a little cause I'm not having to rush around about food. And I also know for myself that like for the next few days, like my food is taken care of and I can kind of like be present and not have to like worry about these basic needs being met. Right. So it slows down time. The other one that I just mentioned is being intentional about how I schedule my days. So I have this mentality sometimes where I'm like, okay, for three days, I'm going to smash as much stuff in these three days. So then that way I have more of like a four day weekend. And I think that that's okay. I really do. Like sometimes that works for me. And other times really what it has me like feel like is that I'm actually losing. There's something about the way you schedule your time and also the things that you actually commit to. So if I'm scheduling my time and I'm packing my days and some of those things I don't really want to be doing or feel very rushed, like meeting up with three friends in a day where I don't really get to spend time with each person for any amount of good time. So it's just like being hyper aware of like put when you put things in your schedule, like actually asking yourself, like, is this something I value? And is this something I really want to be doing? And if it's not, then, you know, being conscious of that and being like courageous enough to say no. And sometimes, you know, I have clients where they've committed to all this stuff and we go through and we're I ask them questions about like, do you value this? Or like, cause they're like dreading going or they're dreading doing the work on the project. And I'm like, usually if we're dreading something, it's because we have a story that it's unvaluable or we're not going to get anything out of it. 
or it's not worth our time. So it's like really being honest and being able to let go of the things that maybe aren't serving us and holding on to the things and scheduling our time so that we actually have time to do things thoughtfully, including having connections with people. And that to me is expansive of time. Like my day feels more expansive. I feel like I'm not rushing around. I feel like I actually have hours in the day. And so that, so those are the things that like really I was reflecting for my own life. And then I was thinking, okay, what things could I take from this farm experience and bring them to my life here in the city. And one thing was really taking the time. So in um, in Washington, every day I was like taking time to get out into nature. And every day I like got out into nature and I would like jump in the ocean or I would go on a run in nature where it was quiet and where it was peaceful. And I was thinking about that. Like how in the city can I every day bring a little bit of that here and there are like some great parks near me so I'm going to be experimenting so I'll let you know how it goes but like really choosing number one to go into nature daily even that that means going into a park here in the city there are some great parks in Denver where you can feel like you're in nature and it was interesting because when I was like jumping in the ocean or when I was taking a run in nature like I literally felt time expand one time I went on this run so my boyfriend went to Washington with me and we both we decided we were going to go on this run but we were going to go like get to the this running park and then go separate ways and I'm like running I'm like enamored by like the Washington rainforest I think it's like the most gorgeous thing ever and I'm like running and then we we ran from the house we were staying at all the way to the park and so on our way back, we just decided to run back like separately because we knew that we'd probably get done. Well, I thought like that I would beat him because he's a runner. I'm not really. I mean, I run sometimes, but he's like a real runner and he likes to run long distance. And so when I get back to the house, I'm like there and I'm like, you know, just like, like get there and I'm sweaty and I feel amazing. And he's already there. And he was like, Oh my gosh, thank gosh. He's like, nothing happened to you. And I was just like, no, it's like time just expanded. Like I just was there and I ran for a longer and like, it really was this euphoric experience. And so that's number one. Number two is, is being committed to being so much more intentional with my food. And So like canning stuff in a city doesn't really make sense, but I was thinking about it because there are opportunities for me to go to the grocery store. Like, you know, I live on a, I live on a budget. I want to be smart with my money and, um, I still do things that I love like travel, but I also like, I want to be able to save money to do those types of things. So, so thinking within my budget, like sometimes you go to the grocery store and there are like these sale bags of like all these vegetables. And I was thinking like, I could get those vegetables and I could do different things with them. I could take, if they're, if they're vegetables going bad, I could take them and pickle them, or I could take them and can them, or I could take them and create like a vegetable broth for me. And for like for me to add to soups or for me to add to other meals. And I was just thinking like there are ways for me to be more intentional about my food and taking more time with my food. Sometimes like when I was saying earlier, like when I meal plan, it feels so good. And but it's not an intentional thing. It's like if I get to it, if I have time and like I really, really want to take that. I want to take time to make 
really good meals for myself. And I also um, was talking to my boyfriend this morning. I want to also like have one day a week when we make a meal for somebody. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's some like a homeless community here in Denver. Maybe it's like whatever, like taking a night where I'm making food and I'm giving of, I'm giving of the gifts that have been given to me. And so that feels really good too. And I think that that will expand my time. That will expand my enjoyment of my life. Um, The third thing that I want to offer and say is less time on social media. I cannot tell you enough um, the effects of social media. Like I don't even think we know. I think in like 100 years, they're going to like look back and either they're going to be like robots or they're going to look at our addiction to social media and they're going to laugh at us. They're going to be like, what in the world were they doing? What in the world was were those generations thinking? And I will say being on a farm and being disconnected, I literally felt this amazing feeling of not like actual connection, not needing to like look at what the people on Instagram were doing or not, you know, I, I posted, I think the whole week, I think I posted maybe three times and all three times were like of the heart when I really wanted to share something. But the rest of the time I was not on social media. Like there's, there is no need to be obsessed with social media. I think that if we are on social media, we are not living our life. We are like living some dream life and we're numbing and we're getting into some weird trance that we don't even know the effects of. And I was like with my friend and they have a they have a three and a half year old and like my the friend, the father was like, yeah, you can tell his daughter is a different person when she has been immersed watching a TV show or on some sort of social platform and then they get off. And so they are very, very limited in what they, you know, what they allow their daughter to watch. And it's interesting because it's like, if you can see it at three, imagine what it's doing to us in our thirties or even younger, like the younger generation. And I think it's important to stop thinking about life. So this is like the difference between living in the stands of your life versus living on the court. When we're like on social media, we're just living in the stands. We're like dreaming about things and which is not bad. We're like dreaming about things or we're like looking at other people's life, wishing we had that life. Or we're like looking for like inspirations. Like we're just living in the court. We're like living on the court. It's like people on the get, like people on the team, like on the team that are on the court during the during the game that they're playing, they're not like looking at social media to see what other football players are posting or are saying or what moves they're doing. No, like during their research before the big game, sure. But they spend most of their time training and on the court. They do. I, my guess is that it's the coach's job to train or to research, which that is his job. That is him being on the court of his game because he's the coach. And then all the players are just playing their game. They're practicing. They're getting fit. They're getting strong. They're getting quicker. They're practicing drills. I'm not super into sports, so I'm trying to give you the best I can. (laughs) But you get it, right? So in the stands, we're just talking about life. On the court, we're playing life. We're doing life. And I think social media just like, also, I don't know about you, but have you ever been on social media and literally your life, like an hour or two hours of your life just go by and you're like, what the heck? you're like, dang it, I was supposed to do my laundry and I was supposed to like cook food, right? It's like intentionally 
getting off social media, and I hate to say this, but maybe even putting in your calendar, like if social media is important for your business or is important for certain aspects of what you do, like you can set aside time to do social media, to respond to people, to, um, to follow people, to do some research. But the rest of the time, like really ask yourself, like, why am I doing this? Like, what is this doing for my life? And being honest and being real, because we're a society that's addicted to social media. We're a, we're a society that's addicted to looking at how other people live and not really living our own lives. And when I wasn't on social media, my life felt so much longer. Like my days felt so much longer and I got to enjoy every single moment of my day. So those are my three. So you, you heard even some from my current life that make me feel expansive in time, but those three, I really want to make an offering anything from this podcast. I want to make an offering, but those three specifically, like number one, um, getting into nature and taking time with the earth every single day. Number two is really taking time for your food. You are a machine and your machine needs nourishment and it's what's killing us all off. Like heart disease is one of the top killer. I think it is. Is it still the top killer? I'm not sure. I'd have to like look it up right now, but, um, you know, we're killing ourselves by doing the quick fixes on food and nourishment in our body. So really being and playing with intentionality with your food and making it fun, like inviting friends over and making meals together or um, meal planning for the week, but make it fun and make amazing recipes or make um, meals that you just love and actually take the time, put on music you love, you love, set candles, like do whatever to really take time to nourish yourself. And then the third is to play with getting off social media, like doing it, like setting it in your calendar, maybe for a short time and then not doing it for the rest of the day and really seeing what shifts, seeing how you feel, seeing how your life expands and seeing how you actually living your life makes a difference. Like instead of you just looking at everyone else's life, living your own life, like really being a participant in your life, being on the court of your life. And I want to, I want to offer to you, try it, do it. And like, then tell me what it's like. Tell me your experience. Tell me what slowing down does for you and your nervous system and maybe even your bowel movements and um, the way you can love your spouse or your partner or the way that you look at your kids, like being present, like really being present. This is our one life. Do you really want to like spend it on social media? Do you really want to spend it like saying you're bored in your apartment do you really want to spend it like obsessing about things that don't really matter and and driving through fast food restaurants and like all of these things like what do you want to spend your life doing what do you value and then I want you to share with me I want you to share with me what you get out of it I want you to share with me how you slow down I want you to share with me what you want to take on so that you can actually experience this beautiful precious life and when you do email me at Kimberly Elise Johnson at gmail.com, that's K-I-M-B-E-R-L-Y-A-L-L-Y-S-E-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. It's just my name, Kimberly Elise Johnson at gmail.com. Or you can write me on my comments page or my contact page on KimberlyCoaching.com. 
please, please, please write to me. Your voice matters, and I love, love, love hearing you. So I will talk to you guys soon. I hope that your week is slow and amazing.